Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I wonder who my competition tonight gonna be. I know it ain't gonna be nobody up in here. They up in here. They up in here. Magnetic. F14. W. Organized campaign, I'm on my third route The album just dropped, I'm trying to get the word out Superhero theme music, Ron Sleek walking, snoring The less rails for what was recorded My first stop was Sway in the morning Was greeted by Heather B, Toto was a fan Since the real world on MTV now I MC, five fingers of death, couldn't chin check me Not before I had to get balls right, rehearsing Was asked about my upbringing, how long I've been working And Sway's hair rap, look bigger hand person Was rhyming like it was a wake up show, homie tough I got raps for days, gotta say something for Tony Touch My phone is gone, sorry, I can't talk right now I'm busy, traveling, making my rounds I sat down next on the schedule was static selector, show already, yo Hey everybody, welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And this week we've got a really awesome special guest. Uh, we are joined by Magic Art Collector, uh, longtime Magic player. I imagine he probably has about a four-digit DCI number. The sexy four-digit DCI numbers. Um, and uh, founder of OriginalMagicArt.com and uh, ClassicArtTokens.com. Josh Krause. Josh, how's it going? It's going great. Did I get all that right? Did I did I nail how long your DCI number is? No, sadly. Oh no, sadly not. I uh, I did not actually start playing until college, mm. uh, two thousand and three, uh, or like like actually got a DCI number then. But I started Bummer. playing around fourth edition. So right, right. Now, our buddy Jeff Zandy, he's got a four-digit number. Oh, I think Ugh. I eight. Yeah, eight's still not bad, though. Eight's yeah. still eight's still before the ridiculously long ones. So yeah, so we've got Josh on here. Uh, so he's you've had original magic art up for a while, though, right? Yeah, about three years now. Yeah, but then the classic art tokens is something fairly recent. Right. Yes. Well, actually, what it is, it's a direct, classicarttokens.com is just a, a domain that I bought that redirects directly to the Kickstarter that I'm working on. Right, right. But I mean, in terms of that project, oh, that's... It's, it's been in the works for about a year, but I haven't really uh, been publicizing it for the, like, the last few weeks. Right, right. But, but what, I, what I mean is like uh, original magic art has actually existed for a while. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. But I, w- I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about it because uh, you sent us some tokens in the mail, and they're really freaking sweet. Uh, these these tokens are just really cool. So I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about that project and then just about magic art in general um, because it is something that I you know I do really like. Uh, I have to admit, as like it's weird when you sort so many cards. Like I've sorted a ton of cards, and I sort cards all the time. I have this weird habit of not even recognizing the contents of a piece of magic art. It's a really strange thing that I do. So, like, I must have cast um, Cruel Ultimatum, like, 50 times before I uh-huh. realized, oh, there's a guy on there. Like, 
<laughs> like it was like the weirdest thing. But like if you flashed me a, a, a magic card, like any magic card, I could probably name it. You know, yep. like just like show it to me for like half a second. I could probably tell you exactly what it is just because I spent so much time having to sort cards and like high volume sort that like, you know, you start recognizing the card as a whole mm-hmm. and not like the artwork, like and the detail of the artwork. It's really strange, but it's something I, I try to I try to rein in, you know, once in a while and, and start to and I've, I've actually especially I think especially with this set. I've been really enjoying the art from uh, from Battle for Zendikar. Um, have you? What do you think about the art from the new set? I think that it's 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 great to see them take a, a very different approach. I mean, it's it's not classic fantasy art. It's a lot of um, like you, you, uh, as an art collector, we like uh, being able to have a painting on the wall. But with a lot of these artists, they're doing like a lot of like digital and alien concepts almost like you'd see in a sci-fi video game uh, or, or something like that. So you have a different uh, type of artist uh, working on the project. Like you're seeing a lot of Jason Felix uh, and, and other artists that have that, that can use, make those funky alien uh, creature types that, uh, that other artists uh, aren't as familiar with. So I think that I will say that the art's been a bit polarizing in that people that like like standard fantasy art are ready to go back to that that sort. But I I, I like seeing magic with a, a wide variety of environments and approaches. So I, I mean I think it's I think it's all good. Sure, sure. Uh, you know it's really interesting. Like one of the craziest things to me was I'd seen Alex Gray's art like a lot like just like in books and like you know different places like that and i always assumed that it was just totally digitally rendered and then like i saw one of his big paintings in person and i was like oh my god this is hand painted mm-hmm. like i <laughs> i couldn't yeah. even like it completely blew me away that it was actually like a hand painted piece because you're right a lot of the magic art especially now is does you know tend to lean more towards like you know computer uh art and things like that but like the fact that like i thought that there's no way that somebody actually sat there and hand painted this thing and then to see it and realize he did i was like oh my god yeah it's just crazy but you see that you see that from time to time i mean you see it in both both sides of the coin you have artists that uh are able to create amazing images in paint uh sometimes that you you think that that has to be digital the the lines are too crisp or or certain certain approaches it it looks like they they had to use the uh tools that digital provides but no i'm some artists just they have that skill they've developed it and then you also have other artists that have mastered the digital format and you see it and you're like no, that that has to be a painting. I mean, that the the richness of the brush strokes and all these other different things, all, all the details um, that they provided. Like they went in and they did went down to really really small level and put in the the imperfections that you'd expect to see with with painting, just because that's what their that's what their style is. And so some artists, uh, it just all depends on how well they've mastered their chosen medium. Uh, you can create amazing images. In both mediums, uh, they both have their um, benefits, uh, but I, I, it's always amazing at how how the artists can bring their their style and their skills to uh, to create this game. 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm right now. I can't remember the name of it, so I'm actually like digging through the art from Odyssey because there was one piece of art in Odyssey. I think it was that I just hated so much <laughs> because like. Um, you know, back around, around that time, a lot of the stuff was still hand-painted, but there was um, one particular piece that was, like, so obviously, like, computer-rendered, it, like, just made me furious. It was, like, the first card I saw, Life Burst. Life ugh. Burst. Ugh. Ugh. Just, uh, okay, let me, let me pull it up real quick. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm maybe it's now. <laughs> maybe it's not. But I just like it was like one of those pieces of art that I was just like, "What is this? Why does this exist?" Like it made me. It just made me angry to look at this card. <laughs> it could. It. I mean, at this time, John Avon was doing. Oh, that's John Avon. Yeah, that's John My Avon. God. It, it, what it, what it could be? It could be a mix of digital and uh, paint. Uh, he could have painted the main figure and then digitally just magnified and uh, like applied a, a white filter to to the back. Um, or uh, I don't know. I it could be that Wizards created the background effect with the the additional figures because I mean, if you didn't, I didn't know if you know this, but like since Alpha, digital art has been in Magic. Oh really? They've, it had yeah. Um, some of it like uh, the Circle of Protection. I'm going to say black. Yeah. Uh, Circle black. They didn't commission art. They forgot to commission art for it. So huh. Jesper Mirfors just made it. Huh. Wow. <laughs> um, one of the islands uh, in Alpha is actually a, a flipped. Did They digitally flipped it and digitally recolored it uh, from the other a- a- island that Mark Poole painted. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Digital art. Has been in magic since the beginning. Really? Wow, that's so funny. Wow, that's so funny. I would have never thought that John Avon would have created my least favorite piece of magic art. Although the Jace, the Oath of Jace from the new set is actually high in the running. It's pretty damn high in the running. Is- I, I, so, some some art it doesn't doesn't hit on the levels that you want it to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and some of the artists they agree. Uh, they really didn't like. Uh, Maelstrom Nexus. Really? The artist hated it so much, they painted over it. Ha! Really? Wow. <laughs> yep. That's I, funny. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I liked it. It was, it was great. Not, I liked the card. I liked the art. Artist hated it. It's gone. That's really funny. And that's, that is not – I mean it's uncommon. It doesn't happen often, but it, it doesn't not happen. It, I mean artists – recognize now that the art is worth more and they'll be able to find somebody that'll be, be able to pay a couple hundred bucks for it. But back in the day, yeah, there wasn't that's, much of a market for it and they just said, I don't like it. That's and, really funny. Yeah, I don't want to pay for a new canvas. I wonder if that's why the card is worth seven fifty sold out because you can't get the art. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, it's just funny. Yeah. It's the only way you can exclusively own the image of it now. You have <laughs> right? to buy all the cards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or so, all the artist proofs. There, you can go for yeah. something a little bit more rare. You know who might own them all? The artist. Uh, Steve, I don't know. Steve Velladin may have bought them all so he could destroy not just to the original, <laughs> but just destroy them all. He's like, I want this card out of circulation. It's a mythic rare. I can make it happen. It's possible. 
and uh, and maybe maybe he's been on a campaign to eliminate <laughs> that card from from Magic history. That actually is an interesting uh, project that one could pursue to take one crappy mythic rare and just make it not exist anymore. <laughs> what they they tried to do that with what seance recently oh right yeah. right <laughs> i mean that was that was actively paying people to destroy the card so i don't I mean, know if that was so much i think that that person is just insane i don't uh, think it was even so much they were particularly interested in trying i don't know what they were trying to do but then they went to they tried to pay a pro to to play with the card in the pro tour yeah. yeah, the modern pro tour. Like they had like a sta- like allegedly they had like a standing offer of like thirty something thousand to any pro- like prominent pro to play like to actually take that and play in the pro tour. Yeah. But they wound up having to nix it because they were informed that it was illegal. Like yeah. it was against the rules, and the person could have gotten, uh, you know, whoever took on the challenge could have gotten banned. So Ooh. I think was the was the the deal with that. Uh, so anyway, uh, kind of going off on a tangent there. Uh, let's let's get right into it. Um, so, uh, what got you started uh, collecting magic art in the first place? Oh, so uh, I uh, I'd been playing for many years, and I was gainfully employed after college, and I went to a pre-release in Richmond, being run by Star City Games, and they had uh, Jim Murray, who's a uh, British uh, a British artist that they actually flew him over from England just for the weekend nice. uh, to spend two or three days at the pre-release signing cards, selling prints, and then they had paintings. Now, I've been playing for a while. I had a sub- sub- somewhat substantial collection, uh, really big into vintage, branching into the other formats, and uh, I'd never – run into an artist before at an event and he was there and he had these had the paintings there and I, was, I just looked at them and I was like wait I can own that I mean that's something that I can have there's there's there are no other of them that's the only one that exists and I can have that on my wall and it just seemed like it just hit on so many different levels like I, I play magic and I'm, I like collecting things so it's the ultimate collectible it's a unique piece of magic history it usually I mean if you what, obviously, I got a piece that at the time I was playing a, a Battle of Wits deck in nice. Standard, and it, <laughs> and I bought uh, the Eighth Edition art for Sleight of Hand. Yeah, uh, because that was part of the Battle of Wits deck, and that's that's the only piece that he had there for it. And so it had a, a special memories attached to it because I remember every time I played Battle, of, every time I played Sleight of Hand, now I I remember having that art on my wall, and every time I look at the art, I remember playing. So it kind of feeds – it's good feedback loop. So it's just a lot of different elements came together. And before I'd seen the artist there, I'd never really thought that that was something that you can do. And and then I just picked up more pieces, um, got into like a small competition with Pete Hoefling that runs Star City that he obviously won because he runs Star City. <laughs> <laughs> but like he would pick up Standstill and I'd pick up um, – Turnabout and wall, uh, wall of Blossoms. He'd pick up Cabal Therapy. I'd win Sliver Queen on eBay, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then uh, I kind of just dropped out of it after a while and um, got back into it uh, when I heard uh, somebody's story of trying to find the art for Karn Silver Golem and his quest to find it. And that kind of rekindled my uh, my interest in it. 
And I've been going strong ever since. I started Original Magic Art, uh, went through a few iterations of the site, just kind of brought together a community that, I mean, that I found there were many others out there. Uh, you saw lots of different threads on the different boards. Like you had one on MTG Salvation. You had one on the, the main, uh, on the, the mothership. You had one on the Manadrain, the Source, MTG Libraries. Every, every board had their own thread for people that collected Magic Art. Usually wasn't very large. Usually wasn't exceedingly like popular. But you had, you could see that there were these dedicated people that, that appreciated the art of the game. And so, when I created uh, original Magic Art, it kind of brought that group together, gave them a place that they could rally around, and it's grown uh, significantly since then. So, I mean, like there's a, a Facebook group, the MTG Art Exchange. I think it has around uh, 1,500 people in it, and that constantly people talking about art, buying and selling art. And it's, it's growing, and I, I think there's a lot of room to grow. It's awesome. Um, so, uh, just... You know, talking about your personal collection, what's your favorite piece that you own? And then also, like, who is your favorite magic artist overall, if they're if they're directly related or not? Um, the favorite or the favorite piece I own is uh, I have ancestral visions right in front of me, so that's probably my favorite. I really nice. like it. Um, my the one piece that my wife approves of is Boseju. Everything <sighs> else. Mm. I have I have over hundred over uh, between my sketches and paintings I have over three hundred and sixty pieces and she likes one of them so I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, but oh man, favorite artist I will have to go with. I don't. Know, it changes day by day. I love I love the art. I love uh, each uh, different aspects of all of it. I'm gonna say Therese Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for her unique style, but she's just been a consistent force in the uh, game, uh, just continually like improving and just growing her her own brand and her own style within the game. And she's been—I mean, she's been there since Alliances. No, I think she was actually before Alliances, somewhere around there, a while ago. Yeah. And she's still making art for the game, and she's still killing it. Like yeah. the Mother of Runes that she made for the Elspeth vs. Kiora deck, that was amazing. I mean, and she just continues to just knock it out of the park. So I'm glad that she is still making uh, art for the game. And also, I mean, she's just great with ev- like all the players, all of the collectors that deal with her. Every time you see her at an event, she's Amazing! Apparently, at the most recent either SCG or GP that was that was at her her partner was uh, shooting bacon at people. <laughs> so she's got a sense of humor, and that's great. That's so awesome. I'm going to go with Therese. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, she does a uh, Descendants Path, right? I yes. think that's yeah. I think that's probably my favorite art like all time. <laughs> card enchantment. Yeah, yeah. Lamb. Made a bunch of really crappy decks around that card, and I think half the reason was because I liked the art so much. That, that <laughs> art, I mean, she she really she really killed it with that. Uh, Enter the Infinite, she did a great job with that. A bunch of different pieces. No, don't even get Steven started on Enter the Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually had a question. Like, if you were looking to, I guess, get started in uh, looking for 
like I guess acquiring like your first uh, piece of original magic art. Like what would be would would what would be the best like resource or place to go in terms of like trying to find that? Um, so first, uh, if, it all depends. Like if you are starting out and you are looking for any piece of magic art, you can go to I mean obviously originalmagicart.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have lists uh, of art available directly from the artist, and some of them are pretty good prices. I mean, especially uh, the, the market's been doing fairly well for magic art recently. There's been a lot for sale, which is just because there's more people in the uh, the market. But uh, you have art available directly from the artist. And also there's the MTG Art Exchange, the Facebook group. They have every every day there's more stuff being talked about, more stuff being posted there. That's probably the most active community for art collectors. So if you were interested in, in buying a random piece, you can see what's available there. Um, but if there's like a specific piece, if you have a grail, like um, one of the, uh, one of the collectors loves scarecrows and his grail was uh painter servant. And mm. so he searched for years looking for that piece. Uh, another collector loves the weatherlight saga. And so he has over the years, built up a good portion of them. He has the Skyship Weatherlight, Squee. Wow. Um, That's really uh, cool. <laughs> he has a bunch of them. I forget I forget all which all ones. Tongarth. There there's a few that he's missing. Like we know where Miri is, but it's not not for sale right now. We know where Urtai is, but it's not for sale right now. We don't know where Gerard is. We don't know where Captain Sisse is. But other than that, he has a good number of them. So you, if there's like a specific piece you're looking for, that's just going to take a lot of work. It, but work in that uh, you just need to get yourself known within the community. And usually the best way to do that, as with any community, is to contribute, to help others, to build friendships, build relationships. And eventually uh, people are going to start helping you out. So, I mean, uh, people have helped me out. I've helped people out. And that's that's what the community is all about. The the one cool thing that, that I think uh, that, that I've seen from your website is like the list of like other artists, like storefronts and things like that. Like just the whole compilation of those. Um, now, how how much like cooperation are you receiving from the other artists? Uh, like, are they aware you're compiling their online stores, and are they like? volunteering them like hey you don't have my store put my store up or are you uh you know needing to solicit them for links and stuff like that some do some don't uh like when i first started it it's all uh i don't there's no commissions for me for them it's all just i put i create a google doc i create the page i link the google doc on the page and then i create a form that forwards contact information to uh, either artist or to me that i forward on either way and uh, it's just a general – I started it by asking an artist if they wanted something like that. They said yes. It went very well. I got more people on board. Some people came to me and we have a good list. And some artists already have set up some uh, setups where they already have a listing or a website that has the originals and they don't need it. Uh, some artists have representation with galleries or um, dealers. So they have that set through them. Um, so we have 30 artists and, uh, and in a lot of cases, artists are already sold out. Um, especially some of the artists that have been in the game for a long time, they're, 
their originals are gone years ago, and some artists are entirely digital, so there are no originals to sell. So there are a few artists that people are tracking down, and and it all depends how they want to handle it. If they basically, my my policy has been, I would love to help you know get art in people's hands and and help them sell. So, are there any artists that like maybe either? hadn't made their originals available prior to you contacting them or maybe are there any artists in particular even if you want to name names that don't have them available that you're trying to like get them to make their art available uh there are some artists that were pretty close to untouched when i talked to them darren bader had a, a very long list of a lot of art available Huh. And uh, I was finally able because usually what I ran into is if I because I was obviously asking for lists of art for myself because I'm a collector and I wanted to know what was available. And in some cases, they'd give me a list and I'd pick a few pieces off that I wanted for myself and then I'd list the rest of them. And it worked out for everybody because I put in the time to get the list. And in some cases, it took a year, year and a half of just Every few months, reaching out to them, hey, do you have a list available? My my motto that I've developed in collecting magic art is patience and persistence. And it, it it's it's the key to this sort of thing when you're going after rare items mm-hmm. that involve dealing with people that are very, very busy trying to earn a living. That yes, selling originals is very is is very lucrative now back in the day years ago it, it wasn't really that much the market has grown significantly since then so when i first started reaching out to these artists you were talking about buying something that was maybe two three hundred dollars when they're dealing with commissions that are in the thousand fifteen hundred ish range so their time is obviously going to be spent going after the other the other work so you had to kind of work within their schedule and Either I had to get them to commit to make the list and I would just put the list on the site or I would put the list uh, together if they, after they sent me a bunch of image files, a bunch of different setups just to get the, the information available to everybody. Um, and there's some artists I'm still working on. Uh, Tom Wannerstrand, if you're listening, which I'm, I, doubt, I doubt you are, but you, you've worked for Wizards, you might be. I would love to know what originals you have. Because not only do I want your unglued swamp, a mountain, very badly, (laughs) (laughs) I know that other people would be very interested as well. But a lot of them just are, I mean, they they did the art 15, 20 years ago. They don't know where it is. uh, Or it's sold, maybe. Or it's in a storage room. Uh, One artist had a basement flood and it it destroyed all the originals. Oh, man. Wow. Such a bummer. Some artists had issues with theft. Uh, there was a, a gallery back in the day that went under, and a lot of art mis- went missing. I'm always interested to find out where more art is. Oh, and right. that's one thing I do have on the site. Uh, is It's called the uh, Alpha Art Project. I work yeah, with Mike Linneman. Oh, sure. Uh, I work with Mike Linneman, who writes over at Gathering Magic, and we run the Alpha Art Project, where we are trying to track down every original from the alpha set and we've got a good number of them we got i don't i think we're a little bit under half so we still got a while ago but that's still 130 (laughs) 140 paintings that we have 
either we know concretely or we have very good leads and we've confirmed where the locations are. So if, again, if anyone's listening <laughs> that owns a piece of alpha art, please reach out to me, originalmagicart at gmail.com, and we'll be able to, to uh, properly allocate it. We, everything's confidential, uh, but we just want to know where this art is because it's, it is the history of the game. It's the first set. Each piece uh, have more memories than I, than I can even imagine attached to them, mm-hmm. and it would be amazing uh, to to know where every piece from that original set is, right? And just to know, like, even like, if there are some that, like, do you know of any specifically that no longer exist? Yep, uh, Sarah Angel uh, really? was lost uh, slash destroyed in the move um, when Hasbro bought Wizards. God, wow, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, several pieces from Mark to Dean. Uh, are listed as lost slash stolen uh, because of that gallery. Wow. Um, but now, I mean, that, now that luckily in that case, we've been able to recover because years ago, before I started Original Magic Art, we, there were many pieces that were listed as lost slash stolen because the person that was selling the art uh, in the gallery was basically, he wasn't reporting the sales to the artists. Mm. And so he, made legal sales but he never reported and paid the artists so we've been able to locate and work out an arrangement with mark and the the current owners that has been satisfactory for everybody and we that that's how we we found um chaos orb time twister um volcanic island a bunch of pieces that we were wow. concerned <laughs> that were gone forever Wow, but that's awesome. Uh, but we're still missing a few. I think we're still missing Winter Orb, Time Vault, a couple other pieces. How many of those alpha pieces of art are owned by Richard Garfield? Does he own any of them? As far as I know, no. The only piece that he bought was for a friend. Uh, he bought – it was either a friend or an aunt. He bought um, Dragon Whelp from yeah. Andy <laughs> Weber before Magic – was printed. He bought that because he loved the art. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> and uh, now Peter Atkinson, the uh, CEO of Wizards, uh, CEO slash founder, mm-hmm. uh, he owned, uh, he had an amazing collection. I, I don't know if you ever heard about it, but at Emerald City Comic Con in 2012, uh, they had, or was it either two, I think it might have been 2012, 2013. It coincided with the launch of The Gathering Kickstarter, which was an art book from the original Magic, the original Alpha artist. They created an art book. Um, mm. They had an exhibition of Richard Garfield's collection, as well as uh, the Misprint guys, um, Alpha Playtest cards. They had those on display, mm. uh, and all of the alternate arts that they made for the, the Gathering book. Uh, and Peter Atkinson, Peter Atkinson's collection, uh, Black Lotus, Time Walk, Dark <laughs> Ritual. Uh, actually, I think Dark Ritual was owned by the artist at the time. Island, set Farm. No, he had Farmstead. I think he had Farmstead. Uh, just it's, it, it ranged a little bit uh, in the 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 alpha amazingness. But you had uh, I think two or three Moxen. I think he had Sapphire, Jet, and Emerald. Wow. So he he had an amazing collection and then he sold that a couple of years ago to fund his film studio. Oh wow. So uh that is now 
we believe in uh, on the West Coast. Uh, all that his whole collection. Uh, moving on from magic art uh, <laughs> to classic art, which to us. Magic art is classic art in a way, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you've got this uh, this project you're working on now called the Classic Art Token Project. Um, the tokens are freaking beautiful. Uh, I love them. I think they're awesome. I'm really excited about this. Uh, so tell me about the Classic Art Token Project and how it got started. Sure. Well, I, I created uh, Original Magic Art many years ago. And one of my dreams or one of my goals is to turn it into something that I can – I mean I'd love to do it full time. And uh, I was thinking of different projects to make that happen and I wanted to – for one of the projects, I wanted to have a giveaway, something that could I could give away or just include with a sale, things like that and thought, hey, tokens would be perfect for that. And I looked into commissioning art and I was way more than I had to – available to start commissioning tokens. Um, and so I was like, well, okay, what can I look at for uh, license-free or copyright-free art? And I stumbled onto a bunch of public domain images, um, ended up on the National Gallery of Art website, and I saw the uh, Claude Monet woman with a parasol painting, and I was like, well, that would make a perfect spirit token. <laughs> and then I kept on searching for more of this public domain classic art and kept on seeing these amazing matches like if <laughs> if they were looking for a uh, an angel token in the whatever the 16th or 17th century i think peter bruegel the elder would have been pretty good with that angel token or uh, if you'd been looking for a surf token in the uh, when they wrote the original les mis uh, les miserables then the um cosette art that i found in the original book would be perfect for a surf token. And so I kept on seeing all these matches and I was like, well, these would be, these would be a fun project. And I kept on working on it, got more and more enthusiastic about it. Uh, and I started looking deep, deeper into it and I was like, I can make this into a Kickstarter and I can make these tokens and, and do a lot of, I mean, work towards my goal and make something amazing at the same time. So that's that's just kind of – it started about a year ago. I started reaching out to people about the idea, started looking into printers and um, looking at other Kickstarters. Uh, like I saw – when I saw Johan uh, Voss's Kickstarter uh, for tokens, I was like, well, that's – that's I, I definitely – because he did very well with that. I think he raised over, almost $100,000 for it. And wow. I was like, that's, that's amazing. I mean, the potential is definitely there. Now, I mean, obviously, as a magic artist, as an accomplished artist, and with his uh, already existing successful Patreon, I knew that he had a, uh, a large uh, following already built in. So I, but I mean, I, I Omen had been, uh, original magic art has been around for a while, and I have a lot of contacts and uh, have a lot of passion for the game. And hopefully, I'm able to communicate that. We have a really, really good uh, project. The feedback so far has been great, uh, better than great. It's been amazing. Um, and so I'm just trying to build up a, a following or a, get that hype machine going for that launch next week. No doubt. I, I'd say like of, of the, the, the token pack that you sent me, I've just passed them to people at the pre-release. The one that every single person stopped and went, whoa, was the germ token. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone lost their minds over that I'm germ s- token. I'm so glad because I, I had such – like I showed it off in a couple places. Like I showed it off at my pre-release 
for the um, Oath of the Gatewatch, and everyone was like, eh, eh. But I was like, no, you don't understand. This thing's amazing. Like, all you have to know is this: this is for this is in painted or this created in the 16th century, and it's of a plague doctor in Germany. It's a plague doctor. He's got a beak mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And I, I I wasn't able to communicate, but yeah, anybody that sees that and and gets that reference, everyone has been like, I have to have that token. So <laughs> that that I like to hear. But no, that's, I saw that I saw that piece and I was like, that's my germ token. That has to be my yeah, germ token. That's so great. And and I my personal favorite is the soldier, just because it's so different to like see George Washington <laughs> on on like a magic token. Like it's just such a unique. Like, you know, I mean, some of these tokens could easily have been created. I mean, they, they, it just, it's just so seamless, mm-hmm. some of them, that, like, they could have easily been created specifically for magic tokens. Yeah. But that one is such a, like, like weird, unique, and just really cool soldier token representation. And, and uh, you know, obviously also an iconic image. Yeah. Um, that I just, it just really, like, blew me away because it's like, Thinking about like classic art, you know, and, and like putting it into the context of your game in a way that like you wouldn't have otherwise. Like yeah. if I, if you gave me like you know, if you told me pick out a, th- a thousand images for a soldier token, like I wouldn't have picked this, even though it's so obvious. You know what I mean? And it's just right. like it's just such a, it's just such a cool concept, and I just absolutely love it. And uh, you know, they're, they're just beautiful tokens. They blow me away. They just they feel great. You know, they're just, they're just, it's just high quality. It's just the highest quality. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the Kickstarter campaign itself. Uh, what is your, you know, initial goal with the campaign and what tokens other than the, because I know there's more tokens other than the ones you sent me. Um, what other tokens are you looking to have made? Sure. So um, the project is launching on Tuesday, February second. Uh, my initial goal is five thousand uh, dollars, which I th- which will allow me to print all the the tokens, print all of the play mats, and uh, be able to meet all the goals, ship it out, uh, and I'll essentially break even on the project at that point with all the design work and legal work that I've done on the project, and. Uh, the so the set that I sent you was the basic set, um, which is eighteen tokens, and it's just a, a good variety. Um, you have some tokens that are used in lots of different formats. Uh, other offerings in the project are play mats. Um, I'm, there are a series of custom play mats of uh, classic art uh, that my designer created a, a cool uh, frame where the art breaks the frame. It's really unique. Uh, approach that I, I really excited about. Uh, so you have play mats, you have uh, token collections where I've made collections of tokens. Um, there's a, a standard collection, a modern collection, a legacy collection, and a vintage collection, which have each one has a set uh, number of tokens of each of different types um, that kind of correspond to the name, kind of makes sense. Then there's the full set. There's a full set of 48 tokens. Now, there are, and then there are package deals where you can get like a a token collection and a playmat for this price, a token collection, or a, a full set and a playmat for this price, and it kind of goes from there. And the full set has the 48 tokens, and if we're able to fund $6,000, it goes to 
54 tokens. And if we get to $10,000, that gets to 72 tokens. And I have lots of different stretch goals planned outside of that. Um, but that, that initial 48 tokens, uh, you have a lot of different things. You have a, a dragon token. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up now. Uh, you've got a lot of different uh, tokens in there. You've got a 1-1 one, one bird, a 2-2 two, two bird, a 3-4 bird. You've got a copy token, a poison counter, a storm counter. Nice. Um, you have a 1-0 a elemental, which has the <laughs> great wave of Kamaga- uh, Kanagawa on it, which is just <clears throat> perfect. Uh, you've got a 4-4 four, four elemental, a 1-1 one, one elemental, an XX elemental. You've got your fairy rogue, your elf warrior, your goat uh, you're human. Uh, you're um, two different types of insect. You've got a knight ally token, a manifest token, a morph token, a whole smattering of tokens, all of them with classic art, um, which uh, with good matches and the best ones I could I could find. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely think that they're all great matches. What is your personal favorite? I love the zombie token. Yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> It's just awesome. so it, – it's amazing that that piece of art was made. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, uh, I love, the, love him. Uh, I saw one of uh, his kind of fields of wheat in, when I was in Paris, and I just – it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So um, I really respect him, really love his work, and that he had made that just metal – piece of art <laughs> skeleton uh, skeleton smoking a cigarette i mean come on it's it, is, cool. <laughs> it is it is very metal you're absolutely right about that <laughs> now this is something i was curious about with this project if there's somebody who just wants like a dozen of like one particular token is there any way for them to get that or will there be in the future they can so um you you have to have at least a basic set, which is a uh, twelve dollars, uh, and that gets okay. you the the basic set of tokens. And you can do add-ons from there, like any of the basic set, basic set and up rewards. Like I have a one dollar reward in case you want to just donate to the uh, support the campaign, or if you want to just get updates and follow along with me as the campaign goes on. There, I have that option. Um, but if you sign up for that that twelve dollar or any of the more uh, reward sets you can put add-ons on your backing reward i don't know what it's called <laughs> you, right, you right, can put right. add-ons on and that you have a couple different add-ons you have uh individual tokens so if you want 12 squirrel tokens or 12 starfish tokens if we get there then you can do it you can have uh you can add 12 dollars to your uh funding level and uh at the end of the campaign uh i'm going to be sending out a backer kit and you'll be able to select i want 12 of these starfish tokens and then you'll get 12 starfish tokens nice nice Uh, that's really cool yeah and then you also have you can get extra play mats you can get extra basic sets token collections uh full sets you can even get uncut sheets of the tokens so that's really cool yeah Awesome. No, that's great. I'm glad I'm glad to to know that because I was thinking like, man, I wish I could I was like thinking like, man, I wish I could just like like 12 goblin tokens or something. You know what I mean? Like so and so that, cool. It's yeah. good to know that can be that can happen. And like if you got the token collections, I've tried to build the token collections to make 
sense. But if you really need, you know, yeah, like all you do is you play dredge, 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 dredge. So you need those 20 zombie tokens. You can do it. You can get like a token collection in case you want to play other decks. And then that'll get you like eight zombies or something like that, depending on which one you get. And then you just buy the other zombie tokens that you need. So do you have um, any ambitions to one day own any of these pieces of art? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the only thing that I have an ambition to that I could one day afford is maybe like an Escher print or woodblock or something. And even those are probably too expensive. No, I've, yeah, yeah. I've focused my art collecting on magic art for good or bad. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Just curious. Just curious how, how, how you know. I mean, all how these are like amb- in uh, – like state-owned museums for the most part, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, and, yeah. and sometimes they're in state-owned museums, but they are a part of a private collection and they're on display there. Yeah. All different sorts of things. But yeah, most of these are well within the uh, museum system. Yeah, and it, it's when I was sourcing these images, um, you had to uh, make sure that you were getting them from good sources because a lot of museums claim copyright on their their digital images, but I was able to find some, some great museums that have like good policies respecting the public domain. And I was, I was really happy for that. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That was a question I had, but you answered it. Um, that I was just like, so you've got, you can actually do this, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I had to teach myself a little bit of copyright law and contract, uh, contracted with a lawyer just to make sure that I was, I was operating, but uh, I've I've sourced everything uh, from a license free or attribution required place. So I'm I've made sure that the project is uh, is respecting uh, international copyright. Good, excellent, awesome, um, cool. So I think this has been a really informative uh, show, and uh, I think that this is just a really great project. And I'm really excited to see it launch, and look forward to. Uh, hearing about your success and i hope you meet those stretch goals as well yeah yeah it'll be it'll be really great i mean it it if we hit the 10,072 but i have tokens all the way up to 126 wow and so if we if we get if we beat where johannes voss was last year and we keep on going which will it happen i don't know if it does i'll be ready what's the most obscure token that you have on the ready wolves of the hunt <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me let me look at my list. Uh, I just uh checked uh let's see. I have a <laughs> starfish token. Wow. <laughs> uh, I have a survivor token. <laughs> I have a wood token. Oh my god. I, I what do, what okay, you, here's here's your here's your quiz. What makes a wood token? I have no idea. <laughs> it's got to be from legends though. Nope. I think I, I think I know this one. It's Jungle Patrol from Mirage. Hmm. <laughs> I think, and I believe you can sack it for a red. What? <laughs> um, I have a 1-1 one, one knight with banding token. Nice. Oh, God. 2-2 two, two <laughs> lizard token. And these are just designs that I have ready and waiting in case. Right, right. Like I have a gnome token because uh, I know everyone needs that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bird soldier because what is that one card from – Shards of Alara, flurry of wings or something. I think nice. I'm, I'm ready. So yeah, if we if it goes to the stratosphere, I I can bring us up to more tokens. <laughs> I'm That's ready. Amazing. 
That's so great. Uh, do you have a gold token? I have two gold tokens. Nice! <laughs> nice. Because if because uh, there's more talk about the stretch goals. So ex- we, we grow the um, full set. That can go up to 120 plus. Uh, the token collections start at 48 tokens. They go to, 40, uh, to 54 tokens. Um, we start with five playmat designs. Uh, I have playmat designs up to uh, nine. And if it goes really crazy, I guess I can maybe do 11. Uh, and then I have uh, bonus tokens planned where I have some some cool some really cool bonus tokens that if we do well I'll include those um and lots of different lots more lots more that that'll be revealed if we do well hopefully hopefully we have a really great day 1 I'm trying to make sure that happens as much as I can and that'll build a good momentum we'll just keep on going well I hope it goes well we were going to talk about some sealed that we did this weekend but we both did terrible uh we were going to talk about <laughs> standard this this from this past weekend but i think the format's still kind of shaken out and i i think i'd rather have two weeks of information before we even talk about that so i think we're gonna just end it up right here i like it i like the fact that we just you know we took the whole episode featuring your project and i think that's great because i think the i think the project's great i think it's worth featuring and uh i'm excited for it so um, so I think we're just going to wrap it up. Uh, next week, we will have several events to talk about. We'll have played Standard, so that'll be sweet. I'll have played another Sealed, and I'm right now kind of obsessing over Sealed because I feel like I have a lot, lot, a lot of work to put in before I can say that I've uh, come close to mastering this current Sealed. It's been a tough format, but... Uh, I've got I've got you know more homework this this weekend so we'll see how that goes uh, but we'll be back on Monday to talk about all that and to see uh, if standard really is the diverse format that eight different decks in the top eight of SCG Atlanta would have you uh, believe that it is um, I don't think so but man if that top eight didn't just ruin any expectations that <laughs> standard is just going to be like two or three decks it was literally eight different decks and i was like come on i'm supposed to be mad about this i'm supposed to be mad about siege rhino just being good still and you got eight different decks it made me mad that it was that it looked that good <laughs> <laughs> i was like come on give me something to be mad about uh but i will say uh congrats to uh as I used to frustratingly call him on the SCG live commentary back in the day. Congratulations to E true Hollywood, Corey McDuffie, uh, piloting a Tarka red. And yes, that's why they don't have me on SCG live anymore. Uh, it's because I say crap like that, uh, for 12 hours on a live mic. Um, but yeah, so playing a Tarka red, uh, awesome to see that deck win because that's the deck I have built for standards. Oh, it's good. I'm happy. Uh, but again, like I said, we'll see what happens next week. And if people realize that Kozlux returns a real card, um, maybe that won't be the case. But we'll have some more information next week, and we'll know all about that then. But for now, that's all we have for this week. So until next time, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start brewing. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one Yeah, yeah, the album's already done 
again Yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows Gotta go hard and press run Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one Yeah, yeah, that album's already done yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows. Gotta go on the press run. Yo, the rhyme phase more eyes once I ride through the doors. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I love Kanye West, but I don't know. Just looking at 11 song titles, I'm like, that's not gonna be the best album of all time. It's not enough songs, man. You gotta give me more. <laughs> you gotta give me more. Like, I want to hear like 12, 15 songs. Like, it looked like I think it was like 11 songs, but you gotta give me like 15, 16 songs before I start thinking it's the best album of all time. I don't. Th- I can't. I don't know, Stephen. Are there any albums that you could think of that you might consider the best of all time that are like ten songs or less? Oh yeah, tons. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, there's a lot of jazz albums that are real, like six songs, five songs, and I. Yeah, okay. So I've already proven my own theory wrong. Yeah, this is what happens every week. We do this every week. Perfect. We're a, we're a f- mess. <laughs> I mean, not normally I would say that, but I am. I am under. My desk with a glass of water, an organic pop tart, and uh, that's just high quality living right there. Is it the same organic pop tart that you started over yeah, an hour ago? Well, I had one that I heated up, and that one was good. I ate that one, but of this cold one, I just can't finish. <laughs> and then I, 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 I got this new scotch um, from whatever wine emporium or whatever today and it is fantastic so i have yeah. I, i'm trying to class it up a little under the table here yeah so. keep it classy oh, yeah. hearts and scotch that's oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yo mtg taps is available every friday on legitmtg.com i want my mtg.com mtgcast.com itunes stitcher Brainlink, telegraph and via passenger pigeon at pigeoncast.com Questions, comments, or free sticker requests that I will hopefully one day get around to can be sent to yomtgtabs at gmail.com. The intro music is the song Press Run by the amazing Baltimore MC You'll Never Know and is produced by W. Additional background music produced by Logic Marsalis. Purchase all of their music at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. That's magnetic with a K. Seriously, purchase all of their music. Find us on Twitter and Facebook to guarantee infinite happiness forever. Finally, make sure to check out my weekly limited stream, Head Games with Big Head Joe, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash legitmtg. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.